gonna let him drive by him. If the rest of you are gonna let him catch the ball outside the three second lane, drive all the way in there without one guy challenging him, then I'm leaving and you guys are gonna run till you can't even suffer. Now I'm tired of this baloney. I'm sick and heckin' tired of an eight and ten record. I'm heckin' tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to heck around this week. Now you may be, but I'm not. <laughs> Welcome to Oh a Podcast, episode two. Today's hosts are Griffin Mose. Say hi. Hello. Next up is Laurence Guider. We're all in hell right now. It's fine. <laughs> Wyatt Oakers. Uh, what Laurence said. And myself, Jason Ohm. I'm doing fine. All right. So nobody asked. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Don't nobody. you dare pretend you're doing fine. <laughs> I'm surviving. All right. First segment, we're doing a quick over sports recap. Women's soccer has won your Big Ten tournament. Woo! Winning on Sunday against Penn State in penalty kicks. So it was 0 0 and then it went to penalty kicks. Next up, your third ranked women's volleyball is 20 2 overall, 14 0 in the Big Ten, first in the conference. Their next match is Friday, November 9th versus Indiana at the PAV. Next up, 16th ranked men's hockey is 1 3 1 overall, 0 0 in the Big Ten. Next series is their Big Ten opener versus the Badgers at Madison on the 9th and 10th next weekend. Next up, your second-ranked women's hockey is 9-2-1 overall, 7-2-1 in the WCHA, first in the conference. Their next series is home split series with St. Cloud State Huskies on the 17th and 18th at Ritter and at St. Cloud. Where do Husky women come from? Or Husky? <laughs> Husky babies come from? <laughs> Man, this you can't mess not... up the joke that bad, and they try to recover it. <laughs> I dumb goofed. All right, uh, men's basketball is one and zero overall, winning their game last night against Omaha and their home opener. Next game is next Monday, the twelfth, versus Utah at Williams. And then women's hockey begins uh, their season opener against New Hampshire on Friday at home in Williams as well. Now, segue to our spicy takes from the post Illinois game. Spicy. Who wants to start? We sucked. <laughs> That's uh, not spicy. Simple. That's Rob not spicy. Smith has broken our defense, quite literally. This. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing every damn play like it's a pass. <laughs> and the big ten is run the damn ball. Exactly. Wait, now I will try to give a little bit of slack. I can only give slack to someone because it's not a good thing to speak ill of the dead. Um, and if you look at it, so like if you look at like rushing yards per carry on the national scale, I'm going to give you the top five running backs and rushing yards. So at number five, you have some guy named Aka Cedric. That's pretty dope. From uh, USC, who's averaging 6.97 yards a carry. Cool. Then you got a guy named Darwin Thompson at number four from Utah State. 7.5 yards a carry. Then you have that man, Travis Etienne from Clemson, who's freaking ridiculous. Uh, averaging 8.6 yards per carry. Oh, and who's number two? Reggie Corbin from Illinois. <laughs> Averaging 9.07 yards per carry. Only ahead of him is Daryl Hendrickson. So, like, I knew that Reggie Corbin was a grown man going into that game. 
And really, when I watched the game, uh, most of what I saw was if you missed a tackle, not if we missed a tackle, when we missed our tackles, he was gone. There's nothing you can really do about that. You can't give up 430 yards of rushing and average giving up over 12 yards of carry and expect to win football games. (laughs) You really can't? (laughs) I just just didn't understand because Rob Smith had – like four people on the line and kind of like Cashman as a spy in, in the back. And once Cashman commits up the middle and Reggie Corbin's kind of running right and everyone else is kind of blocking to the left simultaneously, he gone. And you have four DBs, eight plus yards behind the line of scrimmage. And if you give Reggie Corbin that much room to run, he's going to juke on your ass and he gone, which that happened. And Dre Brown, but we won't bring that up. <laughs> we over that up right over. And over again. Yeah. What confused me so much about this game was it looked like we had something going against Iowa. We said, you're not going to run the damn ball on us. We said against Ohio State, you're not going to run the ball and at Indiana us. Indiana for the first And then years. Indiana, like we kept, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Stevie Scott? Something like that. Stevie Scott, we kept him under 100 yards. But... I don't know. Maybe it's just something about us being on the road. We got murked by Maryland running the ball. We got murked by Nebraska with a running back running the ball. Another running back running the ball. They basically did to us what we did to them last year. And now, it's okay. It's my home state. Oski wow wow, (laughs) y'all. No, but defense was... Terrible. I'm going to keep it at that. Um, Tanner didn't have a great game, but it was still a decent game for him. He was 14 27, 51.9% completions, 258 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and was only sacked three times. And then Rashad Bateman, who was, uh, is he freshman of the week? Yep. He was freshman. Sharing it with Adrian Martinez of Nebraska. He has seven receptions of 175 yards and two touchdowns as long as it was 86 yards. So, from our young guys, like I hate how again, like I like Lorenzo would agree. He hates how PJ keeps talking about how we're young we are, but like Tanner and Rashad aren't young anymore at this point. I think Rashad Bateman is also a grown man who came to college ready to play. You see his route running. You see like just anything he does, and he, if he creates any separation, he's gone. But my my issue is our. Offense is, I would say, significantly younger than our defense is. And I'm not talking about just true freshmen missing tackles. I'm talking about seniors like Jacob Huff getting juked out into the shadow realm by these running backs. Like, this this just wasn't acceptable. Yeah. It's Illinois. If this was Ohio State, if it was a Michigan, if it was Shoot, I'll take Iowa or a Penn State. Like this, I would. Make sense it would make sense. <laughs> like I completely understand, but it's Illinois. Illinois had been outscored. I believe it was something crazy, but 98. like ninety-eight points in their uh, all on, of their Big on, Ten hold games. Hold on, I got prior. the numbers. Ooh, go wide. Points per game, they were getting outscored by about twelve points a game. Big oof. Anyway, so like they That's were getting well, wrecked. Like it's. I would think Purdue went in there, and we'll get to Purdue in a second. And what it was like forty-six to seven last time I checked. It was a bad, 
bad loss for Illinois, and we went in there and just just laid a huge egg. Oh, yep, it was forty-six to seven. Just horrendous. Let's see here. No, but so why and I? Because the last podcast we talked about this. So why and I thought PJ would fire because I know Griff. What made this point? PJ doesn't want to fire anyone. Like he wants too, consistency. He wants consistency. So why and I were saying he could fire by the end of the season, but turns out he just fired him like on Sunday, not long ago. So I was we were, we, we, we were all surprised, but of course we, he had to. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's gonna get consistency. He's getting a guy behind him. What's the name of the guy? Uh, Joe, Joe Rossi. Rossi. Joe Joe Rossi is gonna do exactly the same thing. That's what he said. I'm gonna do exactly the same thing. I'm I'll not changing anything. Um, I don't think we're gonna see that same defensive staff next year. Yeah, cause so here's what I have about Joe Rossi. So you, so um, this is the third time Joe Rossi has taken over for DC for Rob Smith at at Maine. And then Rutgers. So Rossi has been taking over for uh, Ross Smith a lot for, as a defensive coordinator. For Maine? Places. Yeah, 09. <laughs> 2009, Ross Smith and Joe Rossi were and together. And he was hired here. <laughs> yep. And then Rutgers with Greg Schiano when Greg Schiano left for the NFL. Okay, so a D2 school or D1 FCS. I don't know what Maine is. And then, uh, and then a D2 school in Rutgers. And then us. I... <laughs> Rutgers is where college football started, all right? You will not disrespect the Scarlet Knights. It's uh, 300 and I believe 63 days until uh, the anniversary, the 150th anniversary specifically, of uh, the first college football game. Fun fact. Yeah. Cool. I learned that by uh, following Rutgers also... football on Twitter. Oh, yeah, they the, are a FCS school. Talking about Maine, FCS school, Division yep. One. Uh, how they doing? <clears throat> how they doing? Two thousand nine. Yeah, how they doing? Two thousand nine. That's when Joe Rossi took over. I don't know. Well, their Wikipedia page only uh, has little things about them and nothing. Did you specific. tried searching with two thousand nine in the search bar and nothing. Uh, I just like because I couldn't again. I I didn't have time to look it up, but uh, Rutgers was like meteor core. Well, screw them. But also, then again, their offense wasn't great either. It's Rutgers. They're yeah. not great anything. Post Graciano, I don't know how Maine did it, but yeah, I think I, I'm with you said that the, like that defensive staff is not staying after the season, possibly. No, I I can't I see think, PJ Fleck justifying keeping. That defensive staff. Maybe bits and pieces, but he's not going to keep No, I think he'll keep Marcus West, our other D-line coach. He's the pass rush specialist that he hired. The way the D-line has looked this year? I don't um, know. What? But he developed Carter Coughlin. Carter Coughlin's leading the Big Ten in sacks, uh, fifth in the loss, country. Tackled on the, uh, So, like, the dude's bringing in results. Quick rant. Kind of quick rant. Everyone's like, oh, I don't hey, know how we quick. can keep... Uh, Rob Smith when in my opinion I don't know why the heck we hired him in the first place it was the one decision that Fleck made coming in that I had no idea why he thought this was a good idea even when he was at Arkansas and Arkansas was really really good uh well like they were like 19th in the country but like 
for Arkansas. That's that's that's, that's really, really, good. really good that's for good. Arkansas. They're competing in the yeah. SEC. They got Bama every year. Exactly. LSU. They got LSU every year. Georgia. They don't get Georgia every year. They don't get Georgia every year. And that was this was when Georgia wasn't Georgia. They were just eh, Georgia. Uh, but what was his staple? I mean, he had a pretty decent um, secondaries. His pass defense was pretty decent, but anyone and their mother could run the ball on them. In the SEC, you might find that that's a big problem. If only there was another conference that runs the ball. Oh, I wonder what conference that would be, Ron's. <laughs> so, uh, when he got hired here, I said, PJ, no, we're not in the Big 12. Like last year, we had like uh, it was like the third or fourth uh, best secondary in the Big Ten. We won no fly zone. Didn't matter. Everyone just ran it up the middle. This year, everyone just oh, this time they're not running up the middle. They're just going on the edges and running for seventy five yards. But, well, yeah. wait, Nebraska ran it up the middle a couple of times. Okay, oh, well, Zigbo went outside. <laughs> he went like, oh, I can't go there. Okay. Can we say Ozigbo is an Aldi's brand Kobe McCreary? No tea, no shade. <laughs> Actually, that's a lot of shade. <laughs> um, I'm still bitter about that game. Oh it's fine. God. So uh, is Rob Smith going to do well when he uh, eventually ends up in the Big 12? You had something, right? Oh, well, I said hopefully. Uh, I know exactly one school where he may <laughs> be an improvement on defense, and that is the Louisville Cardinals out of the ACC who have in the last four games averaged 59.3 points a game. We're bad. We ain't that bad. We can tackle once every five plays. Is Louisville that bad? Louisville is, yes, they are that bad. <laughs> and yes. the ACC isn't like the Big Ten. They don't run the ball all the time. The ACC like we has do. a loss to Indiana, one of their highest ranked teams. And Purdue. They're two best teams right now. Boston, uh, Boston College. College lost to Purdue. Well, they got their hands caught all of that smoke from Purdue. Um, and then Virginia, who may end up winning the Coastal Division, also got that work from Indiana. So, AC who? Anyway. <laughs> They're bad. I'm sorry, rent over. Right. I can't agree to that. I can see it happening, but we don't know. We gotta wait. <laughs> More of the story, Rob Smith. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> 43.2 points given up on average in conference play, along with 507 yards. <laughs> Tracy, come back! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Tracy! Oh, wow. You know, you know, Tracy is like when you, when you have that ex... Who you don't want to admit is living their best life, and you're trying to pretend like everything's all good, but then you see them over at Washington State. Yeah, how are the Cougs doing? Oh, they've lost one game, winning the Pac-12, kicking everyone's butt. They are playing Holiday Bowl Minnesota defense, but in the Pac-12. But do they have backups then? They don't have backup. <laughs> well, they played a they played a close game against Cal this week. Cal's Cal, been trying to play spoiler every single week. All Cal season. did have a really great passing defense. To be fair, didn't matter. Washington State won, so C O U G. Let's go, Cougs. Wow. 
Wazoo. Wazoo. Another holiday bowl choke from them this year, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Against another Big Ten team this year? <laughs> Was it no? They lost to us the first year, and then and Michigan, Michigan State, State last year. <laughs> oh, oh boy! But who are we send it? Penn State. Penn State. You right. You right. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, are we done with the Illinois? Stuff? Yeah. One more thing. Okay. I, I want to kind of end it on a positive note. No, that you need to stop. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Just let me go. Penalties. We only had two for 15 yards. True. That's some discipline. We are one of the least penalized teams. Wow, we are disciplined trash. How wonderful! How uh, you want to look up the punting stats for the game? I just want to. I just want to hear it. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right. Woo! So next segment: uh, previewing Gopher football versus the Boilermakers is Saturday, November tenth, two thirty kickoff at TCF Bank Stadium. So before we move on, um, oh, I have the standings for both the Big Ten West and Big Ten East. So first is Northwestern, Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, Illinois, Nebraska, and us. And east is Michigan, the Ohio State, Michigan State, Maryland, mm. Penn State, Indiana, and Rutgers. It's just Ohio State right now. They they've lost that the they've lost the accreditation for the the until right. they stop giving four hundred uh, yards to bad teams. Just just about, just about to be the Michigan. Yeah. So, Ooh. those were the standings. So, Purdue is coming off. They went over the Iowa Hawkeyes last weekend. Final score was 38-36. to 36. Um, Purdue's yeah. uh, David Blau, the quarterback, uh, his season stats is 205-311, to 65.9% completions, 2,683 pass yards, 17 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, sacked 14 times. And then, of course, the talk to the, the tale of Purdue is Rondale Moore, wide receiver, which why did not know he was a wide receiver. I thought he was a running back the way he'd been running the ball this year. Yeah, so Rondale Moore. Yes, no, he a bad man. He, he has That's 70, a bad man. 74 receptions, 833 yards, 7 TDs. His longest was 70 yards for a touchdown. Talking a lot of good stuff about David Blau when the last time we uh, went to Ross A, kind of. Kind of took him out in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I still remember this wasn't um, last year. It was the year before um, where one of the announcers, we were kicking Purdue's butt because <laughs> the Mitch Leidner days. Oh, but we were kicking uh, Purdue's butt. But at some point, uh, David Blau threw a long touchdown pass. And uh, the um, commentator goes, Oh, oh, it's David Blau, and his name is David Blau. And every time he throws a touchdown, I just say, it's David Blau. I don't know. Um, Are you going to say that at the game this <laughs> Probably time and time again. Don't, so, okay, I want to make one thing clear real uh, quick. Who's the leading wide receiver in the Big Ten in uh, receiving yards? Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Well, okay. But who's also number two? You, you need to stop. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm trying to do good. Well, Tyler Johnson is currently ranked eighth in the country in receiving yards, behind immediately behind one Jerry Judy from the Alabama nah. Crimson Tide. Get the fuck. <laughs> 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 Woo. And uh, some of these two, names exactly is uh, great. And then way down here, you got like Rondell Moore. Wait, where is he? He's like he's tied 15th. 15th. Oh, 15th. 15th. And then the next best person is JD Spielman, Nebraska, Nebraska at Eagles 31. Flock together. Um, I you know what? You know what? Get out of here. 
Oh gosh! Imagine if Fleck was actually able to, uh, to have an opportunity to have recruited him to like keep in-state talent. That would have been one of the oh, biggest misses of the Jerry Kill area. Was it? Uh, it was the Clay's and Jerry Kill era. Yeah. Era, oh, yeah. Right? When they tried yeah. to recruit him. Yeah. No, they didn't do crap. Anyway, because Rex Spielman is still very involved with the Vikings and Minnesota sports in general. Right? Well, I hope he's involved with the Vikings. He's kind of their GM. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Nah, not involved with the Vikings. Back to it. No, but the thing is with Tyler, though, like, we're getting off track again. He didn't have a very productive game at Illinois because I think, again, I thought it was his hamstring because he got hurt at the Indiana, at the Indiana game. But He's hurt. Like, is he out-out? Or let me check the deck. I don't think he's out-out. I don't think he's out. They're probably just going to. But so long as uh, Here's the thing. You can't, you can't put up 100-yard receiving games forever. No. You can't. 68 is still respectable. Or something like that? 60 yeah, 60-something 60 yards. That's respectable. Okay. Let's see here. So outside of one Rondale, that's a grown man more. Do we even need to talk about it beyond Rondale more? Yeah, let's, um, let's look in Purdue's uh, backfield. Um, yo, let's see you here. Mean besides Rondale Moore? Um, DJ Knox. Mark Hill Jones. DJ Knox against Ohio State. Average eight yards a carry, 128 yards, three touchdowns. DJ Knox is a grown man. Let's look at some of these. Let's see. Uh, Sorry, he's in the first seven contests. I think they averaged just over 175 yards a game. What? Rushing? Rushing. The last two was about like 80 with Michigan State and Iowa, but expect those guys to run all over our defense. No doubt. Now let's. You can put them end around, run pass, options, oh, yeah. everything. Oh yeah, and they're gonna score. Well, Just I mean, put DJ Knox, Markel Jones, and Rondell Moore in the backfield. <laughs> you yeah. need to do nothing else. Run some options. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to say again, to let it be known, against Nebraska, they ran both a actual Statue of Liberty play and a fake, fake. Statue of Liberty play, and both of them worked. Um, but let's see, outside of their backfield, you got Bryson Hopkins. They're tight end. Minnesota's not good against tight ends. Please see the we Iowa game. We don't even game. have tight ends. Big oof. Um, they have what? Uh, Terry Wright. Uh, he showed out against Iowa. He had six receptions for 146 yards, averaging 24.3 yards, a catch, and three touchdowns. Three of his six catches were all touchdowns against Iowa. I want to point to Isaac Zico, too. Cause didn't Whoa. he put up two touchdowns against Ohio State? He's a grown yeah, man. They got a lot of grown men on that offense. Now, to be fair... We got a few grown men on our offense too. Let's let's not like I'm not their secondary isn't that great now. But we don't have a defense to make them look good. That's completely fair. But no, I mean like let's see what did they give up? Noah Fant was averaging. That's a Iowa's tight end. How did he get out of Nebraska? I will never know. Uh, who averaged 28.3 yards a catch? To be fair, he only got three catches, but. Nate Stanley seems to be regressing as a quarterback. Um, then you had like TJ Hawkinson, Nick Easley, etc., etc. Um, but when I look at this game, 
I say to myself, we're going to be in a game I haven't seen in a long time from Minnesota. If if we have a chance in this game, this game will have to be a shootout. <laughs> this is the Tanner Morgan or The Tanner Morgan Air Raid Show. We will turn into Mike Leach for one game and just throw it all over the field. I mean, st- 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 oh, I can't even talk. Statistically, the Gophers have dominated for games in Minneapolis at 31 wins, 12 losses, and 3 ties. And is that TCF? So, uh, is- back probably Metrodome, Memorial okay. Stadium. I believe the last time Purdue won in Minneapolis was 2007. I would like to keep it that way. I would very much so enjoy keeping it that way, yes. That would be really great. Maybe this will be like an Aldi's brand version of the 2014 season where the Gophers were just like really good but somehow lost to freaking Illinois. Like I went to the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> the most inexplainable game that I've ever seen. It's fine. But no, this... I think we can possibly only lose to Purdue by 14 points. But what worries me, though, like, Sam Schluter is going to be the liability on that offensive line. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about Slam, Sam Schluter. Still. He did not do so over the uh, game. We're terrified. Rightfully so. Offensive line we, had pretty good run blocking against uh, Illinois. They just couldn't. Block for the pass. Just gotta tell Tanner he's got two <laughs> seconds to throw the ball. <laughs> <laughs> slant route, slant route, slant route. Run that all West Coast taking. offense all day. I'll take those targeting calls across the field. Keep <laughs> 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 moving us 15 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Purdue is not the most disciplined team in the country. I'll check say out their that. first couple losses. <laughs> Please see. This uh, is the same team that uh, lost to Eastern. Michigan, not to be confused with the Western Michigan Broncos. Row the boat. Bronco up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they do. But they lost to Eastern Michigan at home. And so let's... Not conference uh, Missouri. Missouri, yeah. Mizzou. Ouch. Drew Locke. <laughs> He's a high quarterback. He all right. <laughs> oh. So, let's look at some Purdue defense. Is there anything that scares you on defense? Because I see several things. Their D-line. <laughs> I, I a see specific linebacker? <clears throat> what, uh, what's his name? Does it, don't we have a residence hall on campus that's very similar to this dude? Blake Cashman? You're talking about, I, he's I, talking about oh, Purdue. Oh, no. Purdue. Oh, my bad. He's talking about the. The? Marcus. Ooh. Bailey Hall. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh really all like the <laughs> woo! He brings that St. Paul campus toughness, that unique, that unique, <laughs> that uniqueness, the uniqueness. He has necton mentality. He's a whole shark. Always attacking. Always hungry. Always attacking. Always hungry. If you're juiceless, you're useless, and he's. <laughs> Got that grade A quality. Got it from Fresh Time, so it has vitamins and nutrients juice. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's good. He's a good dude. Um, and there was someone else on their defense where I was Sorry, he like, a good dude? 
He's a bad man. That's okay. what I want. That's what I want. Uh, let's see. You got. Oh! Their safety, Jacob Thieneman. Woo! Tell us about him, Lawrence. Well, Does he if. Have a brother, too? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, look at that. Anyway. Right behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Directly behind him. Yikes. No, uh, Jacob Thieneman's that dude who you're just like, you never know what's going to hit you until he does. He's the Antoine Winfield of this team. He will end your life before you knew that your life had been ended. See number 16, Fresno State. No tea, no shade. I'm sorry. We have to go to Fresno State next year, so let's... let's. Oh, we're going there next year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to be angry. It's fine. <laughs> we're all fine. But will they have Keyshawn Johnson there? And we will have Rodney, who won't is go it now. Mar- is it Marion, their quarterback, graduating? Yes, he is. Yeah, yes, he is. I think him and Keyshawn Johnson are gone. If I am... All right. They'll be back to mediocrity. Anyway, back to Purdue. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Dr. Purdue, yeah. Those are really the two people that I'm, like, terrified of. Um, The thing with Purdue is their defense, uh, and this is a little bit of PJ Shade, their defense brought back, like, three dudes this year. Three whole dudes. So all of them left. All of them graduated. And so you had three dudes, three, maybe four dudes come back, and in the first three games, they got exposed. And then, I believe their um, defensive coordinator, Nick Holt, is his name. He's a dude who has a personal assistant whose entire purpose is to hold him back. Oh, he has on the holdback Yep, assistant. he has a holdback assistant. There is a guy whose entire job is to hold the back of his belt. <laughs> Not his shoulder. His, like, is grip, full-on grip, gripping the back of his belt. He didn't try hard enough if he's having him hold the belt. To, like, no, no, to keep him from running on the field because this dude has very serious anger issues, which could be reflected in how his defense, I don't know, adjusted ever since they lost to Eastern Michigan and have been on a warpath. Now, I'm not saying they're like a Michigan defense or an Iowa defense, for that matter. But what I am saying is, they're better than us. But we're a young team. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to disagree with you on that, Ron. Yeah, Nobody's going to disagree with you on Purdue having a better defense than us. It's fine. We're all fine. What I am saying is, P.J. Fleck... The next time you want to make an excuse about how young a team is, especially at the defensive side of the ball, please see the Purdue Boilermakers because they don't care how young they are. Just kidding. I love you, PJ. You're a great guy. <laughs> God, I really hope PJ's watching this podcast. So, just Tracy Clays was currently running our defense. How many wins do you think we'd have? Eight. <laughs> that's a very confident answer. No, that's if he like if, if if he was still here, he rolled with Seth Green as starting quarterback. No, are we talking about? Are we saying like 
Tracy with PJ recruits. Like, just say if yes. Tracy was the defensive PJ head coach, Tracy defensive coordinator. Yes. Oh, eight wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Agree. Okay, not eight wins. More like six. Six, seven. Five, six we wins. Ten games? Like, we'll be both we'll eligible by now. Yeah. Our losses are Iowa close. Pretty sure Ohio we played State. nine. We Ohio five? State way closer than it should have been. Nope. I think we would have. Here's the Nebraska. thing, because what is the one Nebraska. thing we could have counted on with Tracy Clay? You're not running the freaking ball. You may get some success on the ground, but you will not run roughshod on us. That is not what we do here. So I look at the games that we lost. Maryland, they're basically an option team. Their quarterback threw the ball like 12 times against us. You're not running it on us like that. I think we could have won that game. Actually, no, I think we would have lost that game. By seven. Um, I think we would have beaten Iowa. We would have beaten Iowa. I think we would have beaten Iowa. Because that shootout with Zach was amazing. Yeah. Nate Stanley didn't have that good of a game. He, he had a great game. Stop it. He threw for like four touchdowns. Yeah, but did us. he have a good enough game to beat us if he had to do it himself? That's fair. Well, I mean, he did beat us by himself because that was one of the games where their running backs didn't get over 100 yards. In fact, I believe their running backs all together did not have over 100 yards on us. It was just the fact that every single third down, we dropped back coverage like five, ten yards off a receiver. And they figured it out. At least. Like, you'd have freaking our safeties in the stands with the students. Uh... And he'd just be like, okay, wide open guy, there you go. No, I think we would have beaten Iowa. I think we we would have definitely beaten Nebraska. Let's look at Nebraska and Illinois. Those are the two teams. They ran the football all over us. Yeah. With Tracy Clay as the defensive coordinator? Nah. Probably 100 yards. Like, yeah. Or less. I promise we well, still believe in PJ. Certainly, I well, promise. Certainly not 400, let's give, 400, over 400 yards. Let's give Reggie backs. Corbin some credit. He might have had a 100-yard game if he was No, might have. He had 100 against, uh, 100, like, 30 against Penn State. He had 100 against Wisconsin. He was going to get his. I just didn't think he was going to get all of his. Like, he just How many yards he had enough to shoot? He got his tax returns on us. <laughs> I was like, golly, yeah. Anyway, we do believe in P.J. Fleck and his vision, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Richard Corbin had 213 yards alone. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, Griffin, for the are... audience, tell us, oh, what did he average per carry against us? Like 20. 16.4. Oh, boy. Like 20. Yeah. Oh, boy, 20. <laughs> And that's how you get a defensive coordinator fired. <laughs> Thank well you, done. Reggie Corbin. Thank you, Reggie Corbin. I've wanted him fired ever since we got exposed last year against one Maryland Terrapins when one Ty Johnson, not to be confused with Tyler Johnson, ran all over us in that Ooh, game. That Ty Johnson's in the NFL. Being a bad man? He's not in the BNFL yet. Is he not? No, that was DJ Moore, their wide oh, receiver, who DJ also Moore. wrecked us. And DJ Moore game. is... Uh, he's with Carolina. As far as I understand, not being that bad of a man. Yeah. Oh. He's aight. He's in Carolina. I'm a, They're I'm mistaken. I'm weird. My bad. Carolina's good. Anyway, back to Purdue, since we love getting off So, then, how about this... Like, what's your predictions for the game? Like, score or, like, win or loss? Let's just do that next time. Uh, loss, first off. Um, score, it will be offensive. I feel like it will be very offensive. 
yes, Wyatt, we get it now. We're taking the out. Um, but we do play better at home. We do. So I'm going to say we only lose by 10. 41-31. You ready for this? Go ahead. You ready for this? You ready for this? No. They, they ain't ready There's for it. There's nothing you can do to make me ready for this. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Uh, we're losing by 21. Uh, it's uh, 21? It's here. We're winning by three or losing by 21. I'm going to I'm gonna settle in the middle of these two. I'm going to say lost by 17. I think what's the over-under right now? 12? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'll saying we lose I'll take the points. 38 to 27. So that's 11. 11? Yeah. 11, wow. Wow, Griffin is uh, the most generous. Yeah. Now, we all agree, like, with, with current squad, we're, we're losing this game against this Purdue offensive defense. That begs the question, is this game even winnable? Yes. 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 This game is winnable. What do we have to do to win it? Well, keys to the game. There was, I rewatched the Michigan State-Purdue game. And what did you realize from watching that game? Well, Purdue uh, relies far too much on Rondale Moore. And yes, Rondale Moore is a whole bad man. But when they relied on him too much, well, they shut him all the way down. Um, that was uh, something that I thought that we could do. Uh, David Blau ended up throwing three interceptions in that game. No touchdowns. Um, so, A, stop that child. Triple Wait. team Rondell Moore? I mean, you might want to put... least. You might want to put six dudes on him because Ohio uh, State put I five dudes. I see defensive uh... schemes that have solely Blake Cashman or Carter Coughlin... Or even Huff trying to tackle that man. I'm just gonna walk out. <laughs> walk out. I don't care how good you are. He's gonna get by you. Not get by you. I watched that Ohio State game. He gonna get through you. Um, put but, eleven uh, men. On put Rondale eleven men on Rondell Moore. Well, okay. So like, there's that. Here's the thing though. Jeff Brom is probably. I would argue the best X's and O's coach. In the Big Ten West right now, his our team on paper is more talented than Purdue at almost every position. We are more talented than Purdue, but Jeff Brom is a genius play caller. They got on well for lack of a better terms offensively like shut out by uh, Michigan State. So what did they do against Iowa? I will follow the exact same formula. Um, Rondale Moore had six carries for 31 yards. So who did they go to? They said, okay, we'll get Terry Wright. We'll get Isaac Zico involved. Bryson Hopkins. Bryson Hopkins only had one catch, but that catch was for 57 yards. So the next thing that I say is when you stop Rondale Moore, the next key to the game, because you're not stopping everyone, but you can turn it into a shootout. Because if you can stop Rondell Moore, at least you know that the game isn't going to get ahead of you. Too but far ahead of you. What do we got to do to win a shootout? Because we just watched Iowa try to turn it into a shootout and lose. I, they almost they almost they had sh it. They should have won. They're, well, they the blew. names of this shootout are as followed. Tyler Johnson, the leading receiver in the Big Ten. Uh, Rashad Bateman. 
the grown man who's also 18. Um, their names are Demetrius Douglas and the crab, Chris Upman Bale. I was... Mohammed Ibrahim. Mohammed Ibrahim ain't catching too many balls out of the backfield. Unless we install that this week, which would be beautiful. But what's his name when he plays Ohio State? Muhammad. <laughs> we, need, we need Muhammad. Because that's who that man was when he played Ohio State. But yeah, no. You, if we can have a good game. Because Purdue's secondary isn't great. Once again, still better than us. But they're not great. Um, If we are able to get all of our wide receivers involved. And I'm talking about I want to challenge them on the edge. I want to do jet sweeps to just challenge their discipline and then go vertical. That's what we did against Indiana. It works. Um, I want to see how that works. I want to see what happens if we actually install a little bit of running back out of the backfield. Uh, we did that once with like Bryce Williams, and it went for like fifty. It went for like forty yards. Um, I would like to see more of that. Um, no one's paying attention to our tight ends. Keith, Bryce Our tight ends haven't been worth Bryce haven't been worth paying attention to. Hey, we had that. Now. We did we have don't that. Even know how to use them? Oh, we had that double reverse flea flicker against Ohio State. Yeah, Bryce, yeah, he was yeah once <laughs> consistency. We did the exact same thing with Seth Green. <laughs> oh, you forgot, Cole Keith scored that touchdown in one of the games earlier in the season too. Tight end. And uh, my third, we should be producing more. Yeah. True. My third key to the game. I know we were all there at Iowa, but if we are going to do the Wildcat, PJ, please, please, PJ, please, let the man throw the ball. Thank you. Seth Green Thank has you. four pass attempts on the season. Seth Green is a higher-rated quarterback than everyone on our roster. Seth Green is three for four. Let the man throw the ball. I know you're saying uh, he's not the type of quarterback that we wanted, but the dude's not, like, incapable of throwing the ball. What's his name? Demry Croft? Like, ooh. Don't hurt me like that. That hurt. That hurt (laughs) deep, man. That hurt. That hurt really bad. Anyway, but the dudes can throw the ball. They're going to load the box when they see him because of course they are. You want a turning point in the game where this shootout can start going in our favor? Exploit the second. Exploit it. With the one dude who they think will not exploit it because you can. Dude has a big arm. Dude is huge. Take some shots down the field. We have determined. Rashad Bateman. Thank you. He's He's a big man. He's a big boy. He can he can stare the rush in the face and not be faced. Plus, they can't hurt him. Uh, let Rashad Bateman, he's faster than anyone in their secondary, send him out there, just have him fling it. I don't even care if it gets intercepted. But as so long as you're able to put the fear of God into Purdue that this man will throw on you. That's all I ask. So those are the th- three keys. Those are my three keys. I kind of agree with all those, essentially. Oh, Stopping Rondell Moore is definitely the big one. <laughs> Rondell Moore, a bad man. DJ Knox about to have 200 yards rushing on us. It's and it's definitely got to be a shootout if we're gonna win this football yeah. game. We don't have Michigan State level defense, so that's out of the question. That's not freaking happening. 
What do you think? Well, you explained the Seth Green uh, situation a lot better than I would have, but that was one of my main points. Two, another success to, or another key to winning the game, would be to gang up on Rondell Moore. You you got to put at least two people on him. He still might run through you, but <laughs> and none of this ten yards DBs behind the line of scrimmage crap. Press coverage. Press coverage. Press. Ooh. Ooh. All game? Not all game. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to get early attack quick. Just play and press. Right. you got to mix it up a little bit. But if you play press on him most of the time, you play a little bit of man, maybe maybe stay away from too much zone on Rondell Moore. But... <laughs> Here's how PJ describes the game. Start fast, accelerate, finish strong. Mm. Can you imagine if we had an Alabama pass rush? Just send three dudes. <laughs> Just send three. Drop everyone else back in coverage. Just send three dudes. They'll get to the quarterback eventually. It's fine. <laughs> we might need to. We might need to just send three dudes. And then DJ Knox will run for 200 yards. Yes. No, but I think with those keys, like we have to use those like to best to win this game essentially yeah no but since you're talking about Jeff Brown like the most best X's and O's kind of coach mm-hmm. um, I think we were talking about this last night like do you think he could make a stop in the NFL I think um, the NFL is already looking at him he took by far maybe Illinois is less talented but he took a team that had no business bowling a team that's just frankly bad last year. Seven and five. Or rather seven and six. Seven and six. Nobody expected Purdue to no be one, good last No year. one expected Purdue to be good last year. And all of the games that they lost, save maybe Michigan, were games that they could have won. Purdue is not a talented team. Purdue is a team where their coach actually coaches and gets results. His adjustments on the fly is ridiculous. Like, Ohio State adjusted at halftime. They really tried. And then he said, DJ, go eat. And then when they tried to stop DJ, they said, Rondell, go eat. Like... his, the amount of trick plays that he runs, it's not even trick plays anymore. That's just his regular everyday playbook. That's a Tuesday practice for them. Like, it's it's ridiculous. If you, Now, imagine if he had actual talent outside of Rondell. And I'll give DJ Knox his due because he's a senior and he's really developed. Imagine if he actually had real talent there. Like, he, you know what he reminds me of? Uh, Chris Peterson back when he was at Boise State before he went to Washington. That's who Jeff Brown reminds me of. His I offensive those days. The mm. glory days of Boise State. Oh, back when they beat Adrian Peterson's Oklahoma Sooners. Remember With when the- they almost sent Boise State to a national championship? Mm. <laughs> they won an S before a game. Shoot. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Jeff Brown, just fantastic coach. My 
prayer is that he's not here in three years. Because currently Purdue has like the 25th, 26th best recruiting class in the country right now. That's ridiculous. It's Purdue. They're out recruiting PJ. And that was what PJ's calling card was. We have our best player in Minnesota is going to a 2-6 and six Nebraska team next year. And it's an offensive lineman. Our second best is going to another Indiana school at Notre Dame. Yep. So I hope he's in the NFL because give him give him a year or two because they are losing David Blau this year. Give him two years to develop a quarterback from his actual system. Having Rondell Moore, assuming he doesn't go to the NFL and other talent that he's bringing in, he's going to dominate the West. Confidence. He got we room still to, believe in you, PJ. We PJ. love you, PJ. We're rolling the boat with you. We're rolling the rolling boat the with you. <laughs> Here's a question. He's Has he got room to dominate the West right now? Purdue's still in it. Purdue should not have lost their first three games. They're Purdue. Third, they're third in the Big Ten right now. They're they third are in the Big Ten. third in the Big Ten West. Yeah. I think they beat Wisconsin. Rutgers looked good against Wisconsin. Wait, well, so... so Northwestern has to lose the rest of their three games and then Purdue wins the next three games to clinch it, or is that tied? Purdue okay. has Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Indiana. They're at 4-2 and two right now, and they have three very winnable football games. Don't say we're winnable. We're going to be the hardest game on their schedule <laughs> because we're going to win out. We're taking back the axe. We're beating Wisconsin 31 to nothing in Madison. Griffin, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin, please, sir. <laughs> uh, Northwestern is five and one. They have Iowa, Minnesota, and Illinois left on their schedule. Northwestern is a one-dimensional team that can't really run the ball, but they're going to win the West. Purdue needs—I <laughs> mean, they're basically Ohio State. <laughs> Purdue needs to win out and have Northwestern take two L's, Lose. or they need two wins and they need Northwestern to lose out. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be tough for Purdue to get it. Any uh, I just wanted to throw this at you all, just because uh, I think we've all determined that this will be a hot ale that we take this weekend. And if it is a W, please, if it is a W, that's gonna be great. But assuming it's a hot ale, I wanted uh, to throw this at you all because I was watching a um. Uh, few sports shows and the Uncle Joe Clat was talking about oh, this. Uncle Joe Clat. Uncle Joe. <laughs> Uncle Joe Clat. Um so I think can we all agree that Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten right now? Yeah. I can say that. Right now I can agree with you. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was like uh, <laughs> Woo anyway, okay. So I was like, this was a question I got through with you all earlier, but uh, it's, it's a question I have nonetheless. So, Clemson, Notre Dame went out. Michigan also wins out. Alabama loses to Georgia. Georgia wins out. Do they take Alabama? Or do they take Michigan in that four spot? Alabama. Why? Knowing that committee, that they're so biased to Alabama, I can see it happening, though. 
well, but they had an excuse last year. Their excuse was a Ohio State lost Oklahoma, which is like that's a, that's an understandable one. It's less understandable because it was at home. But then they got wrecked by Iowa. With Michigan, they had one loss in the first game of the year at Notre Dame, to which the entire game could be summed up in the first two drives before Michigan defense did what Michigan defense does, shut people down, and they only lost by seven. And the rest of the year, number one pass defense, number one overall defense, just putting people in graves. Here's what I'll say to you. And a more impressive resume, mind you. Who's number two? Clemson's one. Yeah. Who's two? Georgia or Notre Dame? Ah. Personally, I believe any team that beats Alabama should be number one. Like, that's if you're able to beat Alabama if is you lose to Alabama, if, that's a fluke. <laughs> like, beating Alabama is like... Lost Alabama is still going to be ranked number one. I'm, no, I'm, I, would, I would say Notre Dame should be second, but really Georgia is the second best team. And uh, then I would say it would be uh, Michigan. You think Michigan would be the four if Georgia was two? I think Michigan would have to be. If I'm on the committee, I'm saying this. So the Big Ten already says that you are suspect and biased as heck. You have a team that's only lost by seven points in one game in the opener on the road. Because in the Big Ten, we actually play ranked road games at U Alabama. I'm, you're saying that Alabama loses in the SEC championship. In the SEC championship. A big How much? Ten. Ten points. Understandable. A better loss than they had last year against Hopburn. I give it to Michigan. I give it to Michigan. Like, no, I want to give it to Michigan, but knowing that can be being so biased. They beat Ohio State by 21 points. Big Big Ten champion. Big Ten champion with a loss, loss to Notre Dame. Who's undefeated? Very well it's take a deserves. Long time. It's well deserved. It's gonna take a very long time for any Big Ten team to get respect. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I, I know why. I, I know why. What if Michigan stomps Ohio State? What if? It, what if Michigan yeah. goes to Ohio State and stomps Ohio State? They're not. But <laughs> what if they're just gonna go back on their couple crappy games and turn it into? Into something bad, so you know, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that'll be our last take. Welcome. Thank you to our fans for listening to this very spicy podcast post Illinois and previewing the Purdue game. Chris Again, Ash needs to go. Keep <laughs> Chris Ash. We gotta go to a Rutgers next year. I want to win. All right. All right. Uh, but if you're a fan, you'll be seeing <laughs> all four. <laughs> You'll be seeing all four of us at this weekend's game in the band. If you guys did not know that, we're in the marching band too. And students and love sport, go for sports. So Sometimes. come say hi to us. <laughs> but also we have a Facebook and a Twitter, old period, a podcast Whoop. on Facebook and Twitter. Um, please follow us. We'll have podcasts on YouTube and SoundCloud where you can listen or watch us. But other than that, thank you for tuning with us today on the Purdue Preview. I'm Jason. Griffin. 
Laurent's very angrily. Wyatt. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Opa Podcast. Have a good night. Roll the boat, Skyman. Go Gophers. Oop. <laughs> Thank you.